Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, your go-to UK-based podcast for all things NFL fantasy football. On this episode, we'll take a look back at week seven where there were some plays of the season so far before checking in on our fantasy teams and, of course, looking ahead to week eight. Our Twitter page really is our go-to for all our information now, so updates on when new episodes are out, links to our DraftKings League and just general interaction. So make sure you go and follow us on there at 2Toms1Ash. But for now, on we go. Here we are again, boys. Welcome, welcome to what can we class it? Week eight now, I think. Um, Scully, how are you? Good pal. Yeah, not bad at all. You? Yeah, very good, very well, thank you. Not quite as glamorous as where you are. What's that in a caravan bedroom? We'll, we'll see how that internet and recording all's up. But um, yeah, not, not away, not away like you are. Um, but thanks for joining, uh, Charlie. How are you? Uh, yeah, better than last week. I'm going to try and be a bit more positive this week, keep my dummies in the pram, uh, keep my toys in the pram, keep everything in the pram, uh, and yeah, be a bit more upbeat than my usual self. Oh, well, good. Good for your sanity, good for your family's sake, but um, probably not quite as good for, for ratings and content uh, based on some of the feedback. So um, either way, either way works for me. Um all right, so let's have a look uh, back on week seven uh, and some of the headlines from that. So let's start off. Where else? We're, we are a bit of a Brown Steelers, Eagles homer. But let's start off with Minshew Mania uh, that just wasn't quite enough, really, to, to beat the Browns. But Minshew scoring 31 points, making him QB3 on the week, uh, albeit in a loss, a 39-38 loss to that. So uh, I'm sure we'll touch on that shortly anyway. But Scrolly, just on that on that game, if you want, just briefly. Uh, but also Gardner Minshew, QB three. Um, what do you think of all that? Well, just on the game briefly, I think I went through every single emotion during that game. I was exhausted afterwards, and we got away with it in the end. I mean, there were some really suspect calls at the end, and I think the officials gave it to us. But we'll take it and run. But but Minshew was good. He. He took advantage of, of every little mistake that the, the Browns' defence made and he, he made some really big plays in, in some crucial crucial uh, times for, for the Colts. I thought, it was, um, I thought it was very good. I mean, the, the Browns got three, four takeaways, I think. Um, he had a couple of forced fumbles, obviously one that turned into a touchdown. Um, but even even with those things, um, he still performed at a, a really high level. Obviously, two running touchdowns, I think two throwing touchdowns. So, no, I think I was really impressed with him, actually, against uh, which was and probably still is the, the number one defence um, in the league. So, yeah, uh, kudos really to, uh, to how Minshew performed. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone saw that kind of 31 points from him coming and then the 38 points uh, to the Colts coming either. Like you say, not against that defence at all, where most other teams struggle to, to score double digits. Um, I think just the other thing on the offence of that game, so Moss and Taylor look like they're pretty much still splitting carries, so still good for Moss if you've got him in your fantasy team, albeit, uh, what, Jonathan Taylor, 22 points, Zach Moss, 5 points. I think it's just what they're doing with those sorts of carries. Jonathan Taylor looks 
by far the elite back that he is. Um, but it's not quite over for Zach Moss yet, I wouldn't say. Um, moving on to uh, RB1 on the week. So Deonta Foreman scoring 33 points on three touchdowns. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, or even, in fact, the Bears beating the Raiders. So backup quarterback, uh, backup, backup, backup running back in Foreman. But, um, but great score, nevertheless. But Bears v Raiders. I don't think we need to talk about that much more than than we already have. Um, and then the third one I'll pick out. So Jordan Addison, wide receiver, one on the week, 31 points as the Vikings beat the 49ers. So 49ers losing for the second week running, this time 22-17. Um, Charlie, uh, Jordan Addison's now wide receiver, 13 on the season. Uh, what prospect? I know we touched on rookies a little bit last week with Liam, but Jordan Addison is doing phenomenal, isn't he? Yeah, he's somebody that I wanted to pick up, but he was drafted way too high for me. I wasn't willing to take him where he went. Uh, but, I mean, Scully managed to dupe somebody uh, to, to get him traded over to him. Um, yeah, what what a guy. He, he's fantastic talent. Gutted that he, he wasn't brought to the Steelers. There was talk about him possibly coming to the Steelers. Uh, in this year's draft, so gutted he didn't come to us. Gutted I didn't get him in our draft. Uh, and yeah, Scully's picked him up, and he's he's just doing great. Uh, he looked fantastic. I don't know if you saw the touchdown from last night, um, but it looked, all intents and purposes, as a interception, and he just snatched it out of his arms and took it to the end zone. Uh, phenomenal play. Yeah, he's a great talent. Clearly now the number one target in. Uh, in Minnesota, uh, and that woeful defense uh, seems to be doing something. Uh, the past couple of weeks, they've uh, they're still garbage, but they've they've got stuff done. Uh, the past couple of weeks, maybe Brock Purdy um, isn't this magical, uh, Mister Irrelevant. Maybe he's had a bit of a comeback to uh, to earth because he's yeah, had a, a couple of dire couple of weeks. Yeah, what's he what's he getting paid? So it's about eight hundred thousand a year, which I mean nothing to be sniffed at, but compared to his peers, compared to the other quarterbacks, eight hundred thousand. Um yeah, maybe maybe he's worth eight hundred thousand these last couple of weeks. Um but yeah, Scully must be happy with that. Jordan Addison added. Um it seems like Jefferson's still out for a good few weeks and whether the Vikings play him at all, I think this season maybe, but Addison clearly kind of better than Osborne. Um I got to go Hawkinson at tight end, but he's clearly Wide receiver number one and looking like another great bit of business for you there. Yeah, not really happy with the trade. Um, when it happened, I think I mentioned it when, or just after that I traded for him. But uh, yeah, it's, it's his first big week, don't get me wrong. He's been scoring all season, kind of early teens, if you like. But it was it was due a big week. I didn't quite expect it to be against the 49ers, but um, long, long may that continue. Yeah, and after the and after the Eagles dominated the Dolphins, clearly Eagles are number one seed in the NFC uh, for now. For now, anyway. Um, okay, and then so looking back on last week, uh, we have had a question on Twitter around the plays of the week, which there were some unbelievable plays. So I'll run through them now and and let us know. Let us know on Twitter what was your favourite play of the week. And uh, so the first one being Miles Garrett's field goal block where he jumped over the Colts uh offensive line for that field goal blocking it. Um 
Stefan Diggs' reception for a touchdown where he kind of, I don't know, I'm going to say faked going down, but I think he did go down but wasn't touched. But quick play by him, uh, albeit in a Bills loss to the Patriots. Kyle Pitts, one-handed uh, on his on his butt cheek reception, uh, not for a touchdown, but kind of great reception nevertheless. Uh, Reed for the Packers, that ricochet touchdown where the, the initial throw was just behind the Packers receiver, ricocheted and then just landed in Reed's hands. Uh, and then the last one, so Bobo of the Seahawks, that toe tap in the corner of the end zone uh, as the Seahawks beat the Cardinals. So Charlie, out of those five, play of the week? It's difficult. There's, there's so many. That that Kyle Pitts catch, I must have watched it three or four times. I, I, I couldn't understand how he'd even kept hold of it. Uh, but for me, it's got to be that Stefan Diggs slide. It's like a baseball slide. And to get back up, beat the defender and take it into the end zone, I thought it was just phenomenal. Um, clearly, I wasn't going to pick a Browns player as the player of the week, even if he does try and uh, emulate Troy Polamalu. Uh, he's never going to be that good, though. Yeah, there was shades of that, wasn't there? But yeah, great, great catch by Pitts. But yeah, Diggs, I think it's just like the laser focus as to I have to get in the end zone. Time is running out. We need to win regardless. There's no celebrating, no nothing. Ball back to the refs and uh, and yeah, kick the extra point. Scully, which one of those five for you? You can probably guess. I mean, I could go. You, could, you see catches and great catches and that kind of thing a lot, but how often do you see somebody who's six foot four, nineteen stone, jump over the line and block a field goal, which then results in a um, uh, in, in the Browns recovering the ball and, and going down the field? So the athleticism on on that guy is just ridiculous, and there's absolutely after that performance as well that he had, what. Two sacks, strip fumbles, uh, that block field goal. It was just, it was just ridiculous all game. Definitely a drug testing coming for that man. But that for me is absolutely has to be the play of the week. Yeah, and let's let's not forget it wasn't a scoring play, it wasn't a touchdown, certainly not reception like some of the others. But yeah, by the Browns winning by one point, um, if they'd have kicked that field goal, the Colts then well that's an extra three points, and maybe they wouldn't have win. So bravo to Miles Garrett, him and the refs doing a phenomenal job to beat the Colts last week. So looking back now at how our fantasy teams got on last week. Charlie, you scored 108 points in a loss to Kyle, who scored 131. So you are now three and four. Scully, 139 points. And you beat Liam, um, which is another loss for Liam, unfortunately, mate. Uh, who scored 97. But Scully, that takes you to five and two. Um, and then I scored 187 points, beating Scott, who got 142 points. Who's And I'm also now five and two. So... For the season for us three, um, I'm now on three wins. Uh, and then Charlie Scholar, you're both just on the two wins, but um, but very, very close. Um, so let's have a look. So Charlie, let's come to you first. So yeah, 108 points, just breaking those triple digits. Um, yeah, some interesting interesting scores on your part. I'll um well now you're upbeat, now you're positive about it all, you're a changed man. But um talk us through that that your week last week. Yeah, we'll keep that positivity going. Uh, it turns out Arthur Smith is an absolute fucking prick. <laughs> um, the fact that Bijan was ill the night before, 
and then how are you supposed to react to it when you don't even find out what the hell's going on until half time? Um, he destroyed me in this game. He destroyed me in the other uh, in my other league. I've got Bijan in both leagues. Lost both of them because of that. Um, yeah, the guy's just a prick. Uh, there's not really any other way of uh, saying it. In fairness, even when Bijan is fit, he doesn't play him, and he's the best player on the team. The guy's a joke. Anyway, moving on from that. Um, yeah, the rest of the team, Najee Harris finally got a touchdown. Uh, after me saying I was going to sit him, I'd sort of hoped that me saying I'd sit him, he'd have a big game. So I was I was happy that he came in with 15 points. Uh, not bad with that. Uh, Mike Evans doing what Mike Evans does. Uh, and then, yeah, big points on my bench uh, right up until the last minute, uh, like 10 to ten to 6. I had Darren Waller in my starting lineup. Um, and I don't I don't know what it was, but I just had that spidey feeling, say, thinking, put Sam Laporta in, did that, and uh, it cost me 11 points. And then the other two, uh, Rashi Rice and uh, Josh Palmer, both outscored Devontae Adams and DJ Moore, but I was never going to start them. So, uh, yeah, if I'd have put kept Waller and uh, Bijan hadn't have got the shit, then, yeah, I might have won. But we'll leave it there. Yeah, and it's a tough as well, I guess. Obviously, Justin Fields didn't play, and he's had some big weeks in the past. Uh, Baker Mayfield, what, 18 points, which is not horrendous, not horrific, but you'd like to think that Fields, should he have played, he would have scored a fair few more than that. Um, but but breaking news, lover boy, golden boy, Sam Laporta, he's he's no longer on the roster, is he? No trade just before uh, just before we started recording. I, I've been umming and ahhing about it all day. Liam sent it me through, asking for uh, Rashi Rice and Sam Laporta. Um, I'd sort of picked up Sam Laporta late in the draft, thinking. I might get something good for him. Uh, I don't need two tight ends. And it just takes away that uh, choice every week. I'll be playing Darren Waller. If he has a bad week, he has a bad week. But I can't do anything about it now. He's he's going to be my number one. Uh, and But picked up a running back, finally. Um, not amazing. Not not He's not going to be a 30-point-a-week 30, 30, uh, type of guy. Uh, but yeah, Madison, who is not, he's, he's a clear RB1, even with Akers there. Um, and I, I think he can do a job. Main, main reason I picked him, so he, he offered me Stevenson or Madison. I tried for Pacheco. He was having none of that. Um, but main reason I went for Madison over Stevenson uh, is the matchups around my bye weeks with my other running backs. So hopefully... Uh, it comes good. And then uh, with that, I uh, I got Drake London as well, who the Falcons have started throwing, seem to be throwing the ball a little bit more. So maybe he has a, uh, a bit of a run coming into the end of the season. Yeah, maybe. And I guess if you're starting Bijan Robinson and Drake London, then you'd like to think that they, they, they either run it and Robinson does well, or, or they do pass it and London scores some points. So um, yeah, just another dilemma for you maybe there. But, um, but we'll check in next week and See how any of those do and and who starts even next week. Uh, Scully, so you're 139 points uh, and a win. So, like I said, uh, getting you to five and two. So, um, 
great week from you. Good, solid score. Uh, and looking at some of the scorers, kind of opposite ends of the scale, really, for a few Browns players that you had and then a couple of Lions as well. So Amari Cooper scoring four points, but your kicker, Justin Hopkins, for the Browns, scoring 21 points. Amon Rasant Brown scoring 23 points, as he always does, but the Lions defence minus two. So I guess a win's a win, but um, but yeah, talk us through your team. I think on on those comparisons that you've just made, that sums up both of their games. I mean, if you, the fact that the Browns kicker uh, was probably the best player over the Miles Garrett in in that game for the Browns. Um, I mean, Amari Cooper. He didn't get targeted once, not one target in in the first half. It was ridiculous, and I think he um, he only had two catches in the second half off what four four targets or something it's it's ridiculous that you can't throw to your best receiver and uh yeah i mean hugely disappointed with that um lions again i mean sent brown that was off what 100 and something yards he got he got um no no touchdowns or anything but they just got annihilated by by baltimore and and that's obviously why the the defense did nothing. They just got got killed by uh, Lamar Jackson um, all over in that game, which I know you benefited and you're going to talk about him in in a little bit. But um, but no, other other than those, really um, can't complain at all. Big score, a lot more than I predicted. Um, some really good scores throughout. The only real dilemma that I had was before the the Thursday night game was on the quarterback because my two quarterbacks were Watson and. Um, at Lawrence, both were questionable, so I needed to to do something to get rid of one. So um, I got rid of Watson. Luckily, that worked out pretty well, um, and put in um, Carr for um, for the Saints. And again, it was going to be between uh, Lawrence and, and Carr for that Thursday night game. And I went with Carr for the safe bet, knowing that Lawrence was a game time decision, um, and I was going to be in bed by that time. So uh, luckily, there was only like what half a point in it. Uh, Lawrence scoring a little bit higher, but it didn't cost me. Um, so that was really the only dilemma. And then like the only other thing that didn't quite go on the um, on the waiver wire for me was um, uh, Schultz being on a um, uh, a bye week. So needing to bring in a another tight end. I had Dalton Kincaid, but he's done nothing all season. So I took him out and put Njoko in and, and who decides to have his, his biggest game of the season that Dalton Kincaid. Um, luckily, again, it, it was only the difference of about five points between him and Njoku. But um, uh, yeah, that's probably he's probably somebody that someone else is going to pick up on, on the waiver wire now that it looks like um, Josh Allen's going to throw to him a little bit more. But uh, overall, good week. Really good week. Can't complain at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and neither would I be. Uh, I think the only thing, other thing I was going to pull out is uh, Tyler Algier. So, as we mentioned, B. John Robinson, quite a bit there for you, Charlie. But uh, Algier for you, Scully, 14 points. Uh, the beneficiary of Robinson being, um, I don't know, a little bit unwell. So, whether then, again, it's a bit of trade value or, again, just seems like another fairly consistent scorer if you need to plug him in. Um. Okay, and then looking at my score. So, yeah, so 187 uh, and, uh, yeah, just... Really happy, I think, that everyone outscored their predicted 
figures, which um, which I'd expected with some of them. So Lamar Jackson, as we said, kind of absolutely destroyed the Lions. Uh, I don't know the stat came up on Sunday, but Lamar Jackson is now 16-1 and against NFC teams, which is unbelievable. Um, not only the performances, but just those wins in general. Um, and they've got the Cardinals this upcoming weekend. So if you are a betting man, then uh, then, then there's a bet for you. Um, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Charlie, I know we texted uh, probably about well, just before half time. I think it was for those Sunday night games and Gibbs similar to Robinson, like nothing was happening at all. And then second half, he comes alive, scores 27 points. So whether that's a sign of things to come, hopefully with Montgomery still been out for a week or two, but even when he's back, hopefully he's shown what he can do um, on the field for the Lions, let alone in fantasy. Um Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones disappointed. He was the only one, but eight points uh, against a predicted 12 points. Hopefully that's just on that snap count. Um, it, it was just reduced a little bit. Hopefully he's getting back to fitness and then on, on the back of that, back to form. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of the 187 points, that puts kind of the highest score of the season on of a week, of a weekly score uh, of the season for us in our league, which um, which hopefully that will stick around for a little bit, but plenty of the season still to go. So happy with all that. And and then for us, due to me being commissioner and, and some poor scheduling and not checking, uh, I know there's me, Charlie, Kyle and Scott, we've played each other in a bit of a round robin these first seven weeks. So finally, we get to play someone else and, and school. It's me and you this upcoming week in it. So, um, so yeah, five and two matchup. We'll, uh, we'll see how we get on there. But at the minute, I'm predicted ever so slightly higher than you. But yeah, we know how that all pans out. And uh, we'll see you this week. So let's now look ahead to week eight and, uh, and a bit of Bruce's prices, right? A bit higher or lower. Uh, so, Scully, you've picked out three receivers. Uh, so, we'll just go through one uh, well, one of them, and then we'll move on to Charlie at, and look at your running backs. So, Scully, uh, first one, uh, AJ Brown. So, he's predicted to score 18 points against Washington, who are ranked 24th against receivers this upcoming week. Higher or lower than 18 fantasy points for AJ Brown? Higher. So, um, he's just going off this season so for me he's going to continue that so uh, yeah he's um, what is his third did you mention rank running uh, wide receiver I don't know if you mentioned it but he's first I think he's about third yeah he's up there um, yeah, yeah he's, he's third for a reason so um, Washington are, are, are not great so I, I expect him to, to continue that so high for me yeah, let's hope so. I mean, he's a, he's a big, strong receiver anyway, but he's playing like he's about seven foot tall at the minute. And uh, I think every now and again, Devonta Smith's going to have a bigger game. But um, but yeah, I don't see that this weekend either. Uh, Charlie, first running back for you. So uh, Pacheco um, against the Broncos, who are ranked 32nd. I think they'd be ranked 33rd if they could be against running backs. Um, but he's predicted to score 14 points. Higher or lower than 14 for Pacheco? I think based on the matchup, it's got to be higher for me. Um, Mahomes has not quite been Mahomes that we would expect. Uh, he, he's, he's obviously had a great week this week with uh, linking up with Travis Kelsey like he did. Uh, but Pacheco is just a, such a strong runner. Uh, I, I think they're probably going to target him against uh, against that woeful um, 
Denver defense against the run. Uh, and and he gets catches as well, doesn't he? Last couple of weeks, he's had uh, six targets for six catches. Last week, four targets, four catches. I, I think he'll be involved in the passing game as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm expecting probably a, a, a 20 point for uh, Pacheco this week. Yeah, and it feels like for the first time in a few seasons that they've got a clear RB1. I know McKinnon's been sprinkled in there. Edward Zelaire still sprinkled in there, albeit with some trade rumours for him. But Pacheco, but yeah, by far and away, um, Mahomes' favourite running back. Uh, Scrolly, uh, so uh, another Brown, this time uh, St. Armand Ra. So he's predicted 17 points against the Raiders, who are ranked seventh against wide receivers. So higher or lower than 17 fantasy points? I'm going higher again. So um, he's he's consistent. He's consistently there or thereabouts at, at where he's predicted. But um, yeah, he's, he's Goff's number one man. Uh, he proved that again this week, even though they got I mentioned earlier um, annihilated really by by Baltimore, and he still managed to um, get over a hundred yards receiving. So that that was tw- that was twenty three points. Um, that was without a touchdown. I think he scores this week at least one against um, Vegas. So yeah, higher for me. Yeah, brand new Lions. Hopefully that was just a hiccup for them last week against the Ravens and then back to winning ways this upcoming week. Uh, Charlie, so we've spoke about him already a fair bit, but Bijan Robinson, uh, he's predicted 12 points uh, against the Titans in week eight. Um, so I guess assuming that he doesn't have a headache or sniffles or whatever it was last week, uh, Bijan Robinson, higher or lower than 12 fantasy points? Yeah, if uh, if Smith starts using him properly, then he should score higher. Uh, it's a, I think it's a tough matchup for running backs uh, against the Titans. I'm not sure Tyler Algier will have a, a fantastic game, but I think Bijan will outscore that purely based on his uh, his passing upside. Uh, he, he's been lining up as a receiver uh, for some of the snaps that he's taken. So uh, yeah, I, I think his his pass catching he, he should come come uh, bigger than twelve. Yeah, the um, the Titans trading their safety uh, Bayard to the Eagles uh, this week as well. So whether that's a sign of things for the Titans that they're, I wouldn't say looking to tank, but um, if they're looking to trade away some of their best players uh, for some draft picks for next season, then then that could be the start of that spiral. Uh, yeah, with him with him being a key part of that defense, maybe it does open up things for for everyone, but especially Bijan. Uh, Scully, and last wide receiver for you. So, Hollywood Brown uh, against the Ravens, who are ranked 10th against wide receivers in Week 8. Um, he's predicted 12 fantasy points, higher or lower than that? Again, I think he's he's going to go higher. He's been a bit hot and cold. He's a bit colder the last couple of weeks, but that's due to him not having as many targets. But um, I think he's he'll get a few more targets this week. He'll, he'll get a few more points this week. Um, potentially even get a touchdown against a very good Baltimore side, don't get me wrong, but um, I think he gets more than 12 points. Uh, I think he could even get more than 20 points this week. Yes, sneakily, like you say, kind of up and down, but doing well considering is with Josh Dobbs on a, on a well poor team, let alone a poor offence. Um, Kyler Murray, hopefully back in a few weeks. I I, I picked him up uh, just off, um, it was free agent in our league, so I picked him up this week coming, so hopefully he can step in in week 13 when Lamar's 
on his bye, uh, and then you never know further down the line as well. So once he does get Kyler Murray back as his quarterback, Hollywood Brown might even start scoring more than that. But but for now, uh, more than 12 points is. Charlie, and the last running back for you. So Alvin Kamara, he's predicted 17 points against the Colts, who were ranked 26th against running backs. Um, yeah, since he's been back in, I think Kamara's been doing very, very well. But 17 is a decent number. Higher or lower than that? It's difficult. This I, I think it'll be there, there, there or thereabouts. I'll go slightly higher. Um, but in fairness to, to Kamara, he, he has been fantastic um, in terms of fantasy. But real-life football, I've watched a couple of the Saints games and I don't know whether he's sort of hampering Derek Carr a little bit because Carr's he's not looking to anybody else. His first read is Kamara and it, and that's it, um, which is what, great for Kamara in terms of fantasy. He's, he's getting catches, especially in a PPR league like ours. Um, he's going to be scoring phenomenally every week. But in terms of real-life NFL, uh, I think... Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's too much of a comfort blanket for Derek Carr and, and he needs to uh, start looking elsewhere to his receivers rather than just uh, just throwing it to Kamara and uh, dumping it off to him every single snap. Yeah, and they have got some weapons, haven't they? I know Alave is kind of a, a well, a great receiver, really. Michael Thomas is back doing doing okay, doing pretty well. Uh, and they've got a handful of tight ends as well. But yeah, it does seem kind of handing it off to Kamara or dumping it off when there's nothing else out there. Uh, it seems to be the only option. So, yeah, 17 points. I think they could get that first half, really, um, if, if he carries on that way as well. And that's that. Thanks for listening. For listening, thanks. Looking forward to this upcoming weekend's games. Can the 49ers stop the rot and win for the first time in three weeks? Can the Browns remember that they are still the Cleveland Browns and stop winning? And will Charlie be the bigger person in the breakup with Sam Laporta and just forget about him rather than dreaming about what could have been like some sort of high school love story? We'll see you next week. <laughs>